0: Thank you guys so much for listening to the Collegian Cultivate Podcast. My name is Pete, and today calling in I have on my friend Emma Witter, who is a junior in mass communications, and a couple weeks ago got back from studying abroad in none other than Florence, Italy. How's it going, Emma? Are you holding up at home right now?
1: Hello. Um, Yeah, I'm at home in St. Charles, Missouri. I've been back in the U.S., I think, for a little bit, over a week um, uh-huh. left italy about two weeks ago spent a minute in amsterdam and now i'm back at home in saint charles
0: gotcha so um yeah there's quite a lot going on right now i know it's a super strange <laughs> and hard time for all of us um and so when you when you left italy i was reading your 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 article about it on the collegian website like it mm-hmm. seems like you had the option to stay but you decided to come back is that right
1: It was kind of all over the place. Honestly, the way that through K-State, it kind of felt like I had an option for a little while and coming home just seemed like the best option because it was kind of becoming increasingly clear as more um, cases of COVID-19 were popping up in Italy that we were going to need to get out at some point soon. So we were talking about maybe just leaving the country and going somewhere else. There were some... Um, American students who were getting called home by their universities, but K State never specifically told me, like, hey, you got to get out of there. Um, so I made that decision on my own to come home mm. just because the situation was kind of escalating. And then I think it was like a day or two after I booked my flight home that K State was finally like, hey, you should probably come home because at that point, Italy was like shutting down universities, doing all that craziness. And now obviously they're on lockdown, so it was initially my choice, but it would have been made for me within a couple of days anyway.
0: Gotcha. Um, so, how long had you been wanting to go to Florence, Italy, to study?
1: Well, Florence specifically kind of just worked out. I always knew that I wanted to study abroad. Um, I just always my vision for my life kind of always involved traveling. Um, I'm a writer, so doing travel writing just anywhere was kind of the dream job, and Florence just kind of happened throughout my process of figuring out where I wanted to study abroad. I found out I could take a lot of good journalism classes there and it just was one of the easier options that came up when I was looking into studying abroad through K-State. So I guess I decided that probably a semester before last that I was going to be in Florence.
0: So what was it like there, like the first, um, like the first month or two that you were there? Because I know you were on like Instagram and Facebook, you were posting quite a few pictures and they all looked really, Mm -hmm. really cool. It looked like you were having like the time of your life. It looked awesome. Oh my gosh.
1: It was the time of my life. First of all, it was, I was there for a little bit over a month and I would claim that that was the greatest month of my life. Honestly, Mm. it was I don't know. It's just everything that you picture, like the cobblestone streets, like the alleyway, like you're just walking through alleyways with like beautiful, colorful, uh, like people's windows and shutters are open and people are hanging out their laundry. Like it's very much the romantic like picture that you get of like travel photos and things like that. Um, And Florence specifically, I loved so much because it had that kind of excitement of a big city like everywhere you look there's something going on there's people out everywhere because everyone's walking like riding their mopeds everywhere so it's super there's a lot of energy there and like with the Duomo that's like the big giant church that's in the center of Florence so there's like all these giant squares where people are congregating and hanging out there's just something cool everywhere you look but it's also small enough that you can walk everywhere you'll see the same people like everywhere you go like there was this panini shop that I went to all the time. And I would see the owner like getting groceries on my way home from school or something like that. And it was just like that kind of town where there's so much excitement that there's familiarity too. And so it was such a fun place to live. Like I really, really loved Florence.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, did you get a chance to go to Rome while you were there?
1: I did go to Rome. I took a trip through um, my university. Lorenzo de Medici is the International University that I was at in Florence, and we took. I guess it was just a two-day trip to Rome. I liked Florence better. I will say yeah. that, but Rome was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I spent um, a couple days in Rome a, like a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. I was honestly just kind of just kind of tired the whole time I was there, and it was really hot outside. Yeah, and I I always wanted to go to some place like Florence, where you could really experience like the culture more like mm-hmm. Rome felt very touristy to me when I was there.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, yeah. So I totally hear what you're saying. Um. So when, uh, so how long, I think you said you were there for about a month, like how long mm-hmm. into your, yeah. Like when did you start to realize what was happening? Well,
1: It was weird because people were already talking about the coronavirus before I even left. Right. And I remember I was at the airport, like, with my family getting ready to leave from St. Louis. Um, And there was a dude, like, next to me in line with a mask on. And Mm. I remember, like, feeling kind of weird about it. I was like, okay, I know people have been talking about this, but it's definitely not that big of a deal, you know? And we were kind of, like, making jokes about it, like, make sure you have, like hand sanitizer on the plane and stuff like that, but it just didn't feel like a big deal. Um, And we, I would keep hearing about it, like on the news, um, what was happening in China and as it was kind of spreading a little bit, but it just, it didn't feel personal to me at all or to my Mm. situation. And I would talk about it with my roommates. No one was really concerned. And then I guess it must've just been like a week or a week or two before I actually left Italy that it became real, like, okay, this is actually happening. Because mm-hmm. I said this in my article, but um, I can't remember exactly what weekend it was, but two of my roommates took a trip to Milan for fashion week. Yeah. And fashion week was the weekend that they just had a massive outbreak of coronavirus cases in Milan. Mm-hmm. So they came home and they were like, telling us how crazy it was, like masks were sold out everywhere. There was kind of just like a feeling of mass panic and yeah. then I think we woke up the next morning before class, and I checked the news, and they were like, "Oh, there's a coronavirus case in Florence." Yeah, and we're like, "Shoot, it's actually like becoming a real thing now."
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think everywhere, like every place where COVID nineteen had gone, um, which is almost everywhere now um -hmm. it's like they it always happens like in a couple days where it becomes real yeah and I'm like I even know like in the United States like I was in during the first part of of spring break one I was (laughs) yeah I was in Colorado and Uh um up in Buena Vista it's not one of the counties where you had to be quarantined when you came back okay Um, but um I, yeah, I was like up in the mountains, kind of not looking at my phone very much, really just kind of mm-hmm. like trying to stay off the grid because I didn't want to like <laughs> just like I mean, because that's a good thing to do. Generally, I just didn't want to be on my phone right. all the time, didn't want to be on social media. I wanted to focus on what was around me and the people that I was with. And but it was funny, like the last the last full day that we were there. I got on my phone just for a little bit and I was going through Mm -hmm. Twitter and I realized that like, it wasn't just like random people saying stuff about, about the virus. Like there was this MD that had this long thread about how like the country might look like a completely different place in a couple weeks. And, but he was very, at the end, he was like very optimistic about like technology eventually solving the problem, um, Mm -hmm. which was cool. But At the same time, it was becoming like really, really real to me. And then the next day I listened to a podcast about it and like on the bus on the way home, I listened to a podcast about it and I realized how real this had actually become like Mm -hmm. when I was up in the mountains off the grid, you know, but before that it was, you know, people just like kind of making jokes about it and not Mm -hmm. really something to need to worry about. Like, yeah, it's like overseas. Yeah. Yeah like maybe like it'll probably just stay like over you know over there right it's not gonna affect <laughs> us but um uh, uh-huh. but yeah but like i said just like in a couple days like right. the situation became completely different
1: and there was so much misinformation around it too
0: like mm-hmm.
1: i don't know my main understanding of it was yeah it's spreading pretty quickly but it's not Super fatal like any time that I would actually like try to dive in and research it was like hey It's not gonna kill you. So honestly, don't worry about it Um, So for us the only concern I was just confused why there was so much panic going on if it really wasn't Health-wise that big of a deal and now I understand like it's gonna spread to people who are Immunocompromised and people who are older and so that's obviously an issue and something we need to care about and it's affecting younger people too yeah, but it didn't we didn't have that information when i was in italy so it was kind of just like okay my worry is that the government is freaking out so i might have to leave i wasn't worried about it being this thing that would end up keeping me home like once i was here mm-hmm. if i don't know if that makes sense but that was kind of our fears were just different when we were over there i guess
0: yeah um i get that so when like during those last couple of weeks that you were in Italy, how did you go about like realizing like what this was becoming, but also like being in class and having to do schoolwork?
1: Hmm. I don't know if I should share this, but I did skip my last week of class.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean,
1: uh, just as we were trying to figure everything out, um, mm-hmm. which all of that was forgiven. Like our professors have. Yeah figured that out and we didn't have assignments due or anything but it was just again everything obviously happened so fast i already felt like time was passing differently there like i had been there for a week and i felt like i lived there and so it was just like everything happened so fast we found out that one school i think it was nyu had told their students from florence on a monday and then on a tuesday one of my friends was getting sent home and then by that friday I had decided that I was leaving and all of my roommates were going to be gone. So I think the thing that, I don't know, none of us were focused on anything. Like we would all just be sitting in class and talking about it. And Uh I showed up late to my Italian class one day, like 10 minutes late. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I I must've overslept or something, but I was freaking out that I was going to get in trouble. And then when I got there, they were all just talking about COVID-19. So it was like, I hadn't missed anything. Mm -hmm. So it was just, that was what people were focusing on. That was what everyone was talking about. And it's still what everyone's talking
0: about, yeah, I know. obviously. Did you think it was going to be as much of a problem in the U.S. as it was in Italy when you came back?
1: Well, as we were learning about it, like even as I was over there, they were saying one of my friends lived in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, well, there's a case in Wisconsin. So I'm leaving Italy and I'm going to be in a state that has cases Uh and so at that point it was becoming pretty clear like my mindset was why would I leave because I'm just going to end up Mm. in the same situation and that is effectively what happened but I understand also the value of being in your home country (laughs) during all of this right um so yeah I kind of saw it coming and it was kind of nice honestly for me to have gotten a little bit of an understanding of the panic and like what was going to go down before Mm -hmm everyone else did because I know that it hit everyone pretty hard.
0: Yeah. Was there, um, was there like some kind of way where you were able to like help people who were just like, were experience were like, who were like just now experiencing like this type of panic or feeling that, that you already had a week or two before.
1: It was mostly, I think just making some people aware of it. Like I was, in contact with a lot of my friends from Kansas and from Missouri while I was making the decision to come home. And I just don't think that anyone really realized that it was that serious, which was surprising to me because since I had gotten to Italy, it was like every morning, check the news, see that there's a bunch of new cases. And that was just like a part of our everyday routine was finding out that there was more going on. And I just don't think that attitude was as present in the U S. So just, through talking to people. I think I was able to make some of my friends aware that, okay, this is the thing that's actually going to impact us.
0: Yeah, for sure. But Go ahead.
1: No, it's okay. I personally, I haven't been great at like coping with it because it all yeah. happened so fast. I think we're all just confused. So I haven't been, off, been able to offer much help in that area, but mm. just kind of letting people know what was happening, I guess.
0: Yeah, I get it. Um, Yeah, it's definitely, I know that for like a lot of Americans, it's going to be, and like already is, um, something where we are experiencing like this type of like physical or natural type of like evil or suffering, like maybe for the Mm -hmm. first time, like a lot of us, it might be for the first time. Um, Yeah. And I mean, something where it's something different because it's affecting everybody. Right. You know, and I think like personally, I'm wondering if I'm even like being more affected, not just from like me being scared about the virus, but just like this not na- like this whole like um, just this this like bleak feeling that's around just just like everywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, even when I'm like walking around o- outside, I'll like see somebody maybe like on the other side like on the other side of the street on the sidewalk and like mm-hmm. it feels weird. Just like if you like smile and wave is like, cause people yeah. still do it, but you can see it on everybody's faces and in the back of their mind, they're thinking about the virus, you know?
1: Yeah. We're all like, a little on edge with each other for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, out here in Manhattan, like there are still like, um, I mean, I was at like Blueston Bistro the other day and mm-hmm. like you walk in and like all the chairs are up and there's like this one guy working behind the counter and there's like a couple people sitting in there waiting for their to-go drinks. And it's like, right. we're all in there and we kind of just like, we want our coffee and we're like <laughs> saying, hi, hi, how you doing? I'm good. But uh-huh. it's like, or well, like you can tell it. Everybody's thinking about it all the time. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. Has that been a similar experience for you?
1: Yeah. It's like, well, I'll go on. My main way of getting out of the house is just taking my dog for a walk. And my whole family went over to a park near our house. And my dad is always just like a big talker. Like he loves to talk to anyone who's passing by. Mm -hmm. And so, we're like on one side of this sidewalk walking our dog there's a family on the other side and they'll just make a joke about like oh haha stay away from us and that's like oh, yeah. our main source of interaction with other people and mm-hmm. it's just funny because like we don't want to talk about it but it's kind of all there is to talk about like right i don't it it's like you said like it's just on everybody's minds like mm-hmm. when you're out and like interacting with everyone it's just strange and It was weird too because i was seeing people who had known that i was in italy and Mm. there was an another girl who came back from italy i think she was in milan who was the first case of COVID 19 in st louis and so people were like oh is that you like are you gonna Uh, get me sick like that's everyone like has those kind of questions and it's just uh, we're interacting with each other in a very different way now which is strange
0: yeah it's I think one thing that we need to focus on too is not just talking about like the virus because it seems like when we get together, we start trying to like piece together the facts about the virus. Like we almost start trying Mm -hmm. to solve it, you know, but I think one thing that we need to focus on during this time is like how it is personally affecting affecting us like mentally. Right. And I think like if we talked about that more, then that would be very beneficial for us.
1: Yeah. I would agree. I think for me personally, it was really easy for me to want, I don't know, I generally want to be a productive person and I want to get a lot done and accomplished. And so before online classes were starting, I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing yoga. I'm going to read a bunch of books. I'm going to learn how to cook and like all these random things. I think a lot of people have put pressure on themselves. In like this time of quarantine to like get a lot accomplished and to improve as people, which is a great thought. But I think we all kind of just need to chill and take this for what it is, which is kind of like a timeout and just check in with each other, you know, even though we're not there, which has been cool. I don't know what your experience has been with like keeping in touch with people Mm
0: -hmm.
1: while you're home, but it's been cool to like have to intentionally reach out to people Mm -hmm. and keep those connections during this time. That's one thing that i found has been really interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, I've been trying, I've definitely been trying to use this time as, as a time to like reach out to people that I haven't talked to for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it is just like a a text, like just the fact that somebody knows that you thought about them. Yeah. I think can be really, really helpful, especially now. And, um, yeah. So it's been, yeah, it was funny. Like, the first, I think the first week of, of this whole like social distancing or physical distancing thing will probably mm-hmm. like be the easiest one. And, yeah. um, because we're all like, yeah, I can do this for a week. And then we set all these goals like you talked about, but I do think like it honestly might take just like a lot of like self and like mental discipline for us to think like, okay, I need to reach out to this person. I need to wake up at the same time, eat at mm-hmm. the same time maybe do some home workouts or something just to keep ourselves moving. Yeah. Um, So like it is going to be, it is going to get harder and be like even stranger moving forward. But I know that it is something that is like very helpful for the situation.
1: Right.
0: Too. So I don't know when, uh, so I know, isn't the St. Louis area like on lockdown right now? St.
1: Louis County is, Um, I live in St. Charles County and right we just entered lockdown on Tuesday. Okay. The rules seem kind of fuzzy to me. Like I actually looked up an article about it this morning and I guess they're recommending that businesses close, but also they don't have to. Um, Interesting. but it's just a general like stay at home order unless you need to be outside for like your health or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. So what, what ways have you been trying to keep in touch with people?
1: Oof. Um, well, I actually just had a nice space time with my roommates from Italy last night, which mm-hmm. was great. Um It's been a lot of kind of what you mentioned earlier, just like texting people when I'm thinking about them. Yeah. Because I'm normally not great at that. Like for me, it's kind of just like whatever's in front of me is what's real. And so mm-hmm. right now I'm sitting at home. <laughs> so it's just kind of a matter of reaching out to people when they're on my mind. And a yeah. lot of that, too, I think has been... I'm kind of realizing how this is affecting everyone. Like many of my friends who are seniors who I'm like, Oh, you're really missing out on a really exciting, important time or just like people who had to move out of the dorms early. Like my sisters had their freshman year of college cut short mm-hmm. um, and had to move out of the dorms. And it's just like checking in with people and seeing how they're doing because like I came home and I definitely had a big, like what was me attitude about, having to leave Florence and so there's like a comfort in knowing that we're all in this together we just have to like actively reach out and make sure we're staying connected in that you know what I'm saying
0: yeah absolutely um you know one thing that people who study abroad or even just travel um to places like Florence they'll talk about how the culture shock is almost worse like coming back to the United States Mm -hmm. as opposed to like when they when they went overseas Mm -hmm. so like do you feel like you you had that type of experience or was it was that whole idea just kind of like turned on its head because of the virus?
1: The idea of experiencing that kind of reverse culture shock? Yeah. Well, it was like, in a way, it feels weird to even say that I experienced reverse culture shock because I was there for like a month. Right. But I feel like I I just loved Italy so much and it was really easy for me to like, embrace that culture so even I don't know even just something little like not driving a car for a month when I pulled my car out of the driveway for the first time here I was so scared like (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing I thought I was going to hit something it was super weird because you're just not used to moving that fast or being in control of something like that so that was weird going to Walmart was weird just in general like having a lot of open space when I'm used to like really tall buildings being surrounded by me everywhere like I was experiencing things like that where I was like, Oh, this isn't the setting that I really was getting used to and really loving. Um, I miss the accents too. I miss hearing everyone talking in Mm -hmm. Italian around me, even though I didn't understand it a lot, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's weird how much you can get used to something in a month. Yeah. So I would say definitely didn't have a reverse culture shock experience like other people did, but, I did have that experience a little bit.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Did you? Were you taking Italian courses like for the language when you were there, or did you know some before?
1: Um, I, I got there and I could say ciao. I could say Mm, mi dispiace, which means sorry, because I knew I was going to have to apologize a lot just for not (laughs) being good at Italian or existing in general. I was like, I'm gonna need to know sorry, and then. I could order a cappuccino effectively, yeah. <laughs> and that was all I had. So, I'll still be doing Italian here. It's just kind of a bummer to not have people to actively speak it with and like try it out on.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, you said you said in your article that your daily walk to class involved passing a local hospital. Mm-hmm. So, like, how far? How far into your time in Italy did you start? noticing or like did the emergency tents go up like start going up outside that you mentioned
1: I think those went up probably a week and a half ish before um we ended up leaving so after my after Milan fashion week when that all happened in northern Italy we got word of the first case in Florence and I think the very next day they had tents up or like later that day Mm -hmm. I was walking home and they had like a bunch of lights on. There were tents. There were a bunch of emergency vehicles outside, and it just felt super eerie. It was weird because the response was pretty, pretty quick, so mm. it felt pretty serious.
0: Yeah. Um, God, so uh, it's also strange. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a, I mean, like, hang on. Yeah, so I know, like, how fast when you were there, did you notice like the amount of of cases like going up? Because I know that in Italy, like, Italy ended up passing up China for the amount of yeah. of deaths, I think. Um, from mm-hmm. it, and just like when you were there, like, how how quickly did did it start going up? And do you know? Do you um, do you have any idea why it went up so so quickly and high in Italy?
1: I really, I genuinely couldn't tell you why. Um, I know when I was talking to people like locals and my professors, people were pretty generally unconcerned. Hmm. So I think like an attitude of not being worried about it and kind of carrying on with life as normal, like as usual could have contributed to that. But it was, it happened so fast. Like every time I checked the news, I felt like there was a new case. Mm -hmm. And then I would, like, compare what I had been hearing with what my roommates had been hearing, and one of us would think there were more cases than the other, and we would go find a new article that said, like, oh, there's a bunch more cases happening. Like, it was, like, every single time that I checked the news, I felt like there were more. And then I would go past the hospital, and I would see more people going in and out, and it was just, like, it was kind of just a steady increase. It felt like over a couple days, honestly.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um. Okay, so now that well, now that you're back, and (laughs) and you're holding up, you're holding up at home. What uh, what do you think? Like, how are you trying to like, like, how often do you think about like the good times in Italy? And like, how often does all of this stuff like go through your head, or are you just kind of focused on on stuff at home now?
1: pretty regularly. I'll think about it just because like my background on my phone is a picture of the view from my um apartment in florence mm-hmm. and i'm in contact pretty regularly with my roommates from there and that's like what we have in common to kind of talk about with our time in florence mm-hmm. um so it's been pretty easy for me to transition to being home honestly um I, like, my whole family is here, so we're hanging out. We're do, playing games, doing whatever we're doing. But I'll just randomly, like, get an image of, like, my walk to class. Like, it'll just pop into my mind, and I'm like, oh, I really miss that suddenly. Or, like, we finally just got our um, distance learning mm-hmm. situation set up, and my professors, like, popped up on a Zoom video, and they were just so cute, and I just missed them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what a bummer that I'm not there with them in person. So it's been... Okay, like it's been easier than I thought it was going to be, honestly, but I do miss it a lot. And hopefully that'll just motivate me to get back to Italy once all of this is over. But mm. it's been a little bit tough transitioning back.
0: I'm sure. How do you feel how do you feel about the online class thing?
1: Uh it kind
0: of sucks. Yeah.
1: Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's kinda of how it's I just, feel too. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just so apparent that our professors kind of also don't fully know how to handle this situation. And so we're all struggling through it together, which is in some ways encouraging, but then in some ways it's a pain because you're like, hey, I'm paying for these classes. I want to make sure I'm getting a good, like, education out of this deal. Um, so there's just, like, a lot of adjustments that we're having to make. Like, <laughs> And I think technology is just a struggle for a lot of people, which has been apparent, like, I've had to zoom or not zoom, like speed up my lectures to like double the speed because people are just talking really slow or not getting to the point. And I'm like, all right, we got to get through this because my <laughs> attention span is short. I have a dog over there who I want to play with and like <laughs> just got to get yeah. through it. But <laughs> it's going okay. It's just a big adjustment for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, Emma, I think we're going to, I think I got to wrap things up soon. Um, okay. Is there anything else that you would like to say? Just about, about mm-hmm. like this virus or going forward, anything that you'd like to encourage people with or?
1: I would say just in general, I've already mentioned this, but like make a concentrated effort to check up on your people and also just try to practice like being honest with how you're feeling with people. Because I think I see a lot of people really going over the top trying to be like, yeah, let's be positive. Let's get as much done as we can during this, quarantine thing but like take a step back kind of try to figure out how you're feeling how you're coping with it and share that with someone if you need to I think that could be really helpful just if we're all honest with how it's affecting us
0: yeah absolutely I would say that's that'd been be, my
1: main takeaway
0: yeah yeah I would say absolutely we need to be really really honest and think about how it is affecting us
1: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah okay well, thank you so much, Emma. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I hope it goes well for you. Take care of yourself.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, and thank you guys so much for listening. And we will get, we will get through this if we work together and keep going. Thank you, guys.